Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. And now, the Hall of Fantasy. by Richard Thorne, entitled The Man in Black. We live in a world which borders at times on the unreal. A world that cannot explain the various phenomena which seem to have neither beginning nor end. That subtle, fleeting power of perception which reveals itself to a human being only at infrequent intervals throughout his life. That sudden, sharp feeling that danger or death is near. These things mankind cannot explain. This sixth sense of warning never appears when we go about our everyday tasks, but only when we are faced with an insurmountable problem, imminent and deadly peril. Such is the tale of the man in black. It was a cool, quiet night. That night it began. For some reason, Brian had insisted that we take a stroll in the park. That's late, Brian. Almost 11.30. I know, David. Beautiful night, isn't it? Yes. A good night for sleeping. I like to come out here about this hour. It seems to give me a sense of belonging. That sounds strange, coming from you. Well, I'm quite serious, David. I feel no relation with the rest of the world. But out here in the park, listening to the sound of the crickets... Or footsteps on the walk. I feel as if I belong. You understand what I'm trying to say? I think so. Another thing, it's strange, but I have a feeling. A feeling that something is wrong, that 
something is going to happen. What do you mean? Something inside of me. I almost know that something will happen that will change the entire course of my life. Oh, I think you're just imagining. A woman coming towards us. Yes, I see her. I wonder if... Man in black. Have you seen that man in black? I'm sorry, but we haven't... Just a minute, David. Let her talk. Have you seen him? Have you seen the man in black? No, I'm afraid not. Oh, I thought perhaps you could help me. I must find him. We haven't seen anyone out here tonight except you. The man in black. I must find the man in black. What does she mean? I don't know. The man in black. Maybe we ought to follow her. Now, let her go. That's strange. What? It was so still before, and now a wind seemed to have sprung up from nowhere. Listen. She went off in that direction. Let's take a look. I wonder why she screamed. Well, she couldn't have gotten too far. Look up ahead. That must be her. Lady, is anything... What's the matter with her? She's dead. Dead? wonder who he is. Who? The man in black. We called the police and told them everything we knew. There were no marks on the woman's body, nothing to indicate the manner in which she died. The police were inclined to believe she died from natural causes. But Brian and I felt there was something behind her death that concerned the man in black. I didn't see Brian for almost two weeks. At the end of that time, I received a call from Carol Deming, Brian's bride-to-be. Hello? David, I hope I didn't disturb you. Oh, of course not, Carol. David, Brian wants you to come to dinner tonight. Any particular reason? I think so. What is it, do you know? No, I'm not sure. David, I'm frightened. Brian's been so... So strangely mysterious lately, he seems obsessed with only one idea. Something about a man in black. Not once during dinner did Brian mention the subject. It was perhaps an hour after the meal. The three of us were sitting in the library when he brought up the subject of the man in black. Remember that woman we saw in the park, David? Yes, of course. She aroused your interest, didn't she? Yes. She did the same thing to me. Only I did something about it. Brian, I wish you'd forget about this. I can't, darling. I know how you feel about it. I did my best to forget it, but I couldn't. Bill, don't you think that... My mind will never be quiet until I get to the bottom of this. Maybe the woman we saw was upset. It was quite evident, David. I made some inquiries about this supposed man in black just to see if anyone knew anything about him. And? And I discovered that no person alive was described in that way. Well, then you can forget about it. I said, anyone alive. What do you mean by that, Brian? The man she was talking about has been dead for 30 years. Well, then, that ends your investigation, doesn't it? I'm afraid not. Why not, Brian? When I've traced down every last clue about him, only then will I be satisfied. Well, who was he, this man in black? An immigrant to this country, David. He's buried in a mausoleum in a private estate about 40 miles north of the city. You mean he lived here? No, he didn't. It was his dying wish that a mausoleum be built and his body placed there after his death. No one knows where he came from. Why should he pick this location? I don't know, David, but I intend to find out. How? I understand there's a caretaker for the estate. I intend going to him to learn the story. When? Tomorrow. Do you mind if I come along? Of course not. What about you, Carol? No. 
I don't want to go with you, and I wish you wouldn't go either. There's nothing to be afraid of. Are you sure, Brian? Are you really sure? What's the matter, Carol? Over there. At the window. There's nothing there. Oh, but there was. There was something over there. I couldn't see it clearly, Brian, but it was there. The grotesque figure of a man's face floating outside the window. Back now to our story. An original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne entitled The Man in Black. Neither Brian nor I saw anything outside the window and we put it down to Carol's imagination. She asked us again not to go out there, but Brian insisted. And in the end, went out. The following day in the late afternoon, we started out to the estate. This is the road that leads into the estate. It seems so lonely out here. Yes, doesn't it? Almost as if this little area was set apart for everything else. Maybe it's the day. Gray, overcast. Well, that all adds to it, of course. Uh, up ahead, is that it? Yes. Oh, that one building with that semicircle of trees behind it. I thought you said he was buried in a mausoleum. Yes. You mean that? I don't like this, Brian. Are you afraid? Maybe. Look, there's an old man standing in the doorway. Looks as if he were waiting for us. I wouldn't be surprised if he was. Well, let's go meet him. Uh, Maybe we ought to go back. Of course not. We've already come this far. We'd be crazy to turn back now. Good day, gentlemen. I've been expecting you. Well, he's coming to find out. No need to tell me. Just follow me, please. He said you would be here about this time. Who? I'll tell you later. So, so dark in here. Your eyes will become accustomed to it, the darkness. Just come with me. What do you think? I don't know. You said something? No. No, nothing at all. This is the room. Right in here. You wish to learn of the man in black. Am I correct? Yes. Can't we have more light? The candles burning in here don't throw off much light. I'm sorry. That would be against his orders. Whose orders? He who walks by night. What can you tell us about this man in black? Quite a good deal. The man who lies in a stone coffin in the center of this room. Died some 30 years ago. Yet his body is as it was when he was alive. Perhaps you would like to look at him. No. Uh, I'm sorry. You ought to look upon him. After all... He has laid claim to you already. What do you mean? The woman you met some time ago. She was the first link in the chain. The last in her chain, but the first in yours. They who search for the man in black shall die. But not before they see the one they love most in this world die first. The wind. Where did it come from? It is always there when he wants to speak to me. It is the sound of his voice. You're not serious about this man, are you? Take it as you will, my good sir. Put your own interpretation upon the words I have spoken. Yes, master. I understand. What did you say? 
I answered him. What do you mean? The wind. The mocking sound of the wind is his voice. He has seen. He has looked into your minds and seen you. But he sees only one woman. One woman in both of your minds. First, she shall die. Then you. Both of you. Yes, Master. I hear and obey. <laughs> that voice. Where's that voice coming from? From his coffin. Stop now. Yes. He has stopped laughing. Your meeting is over now. But you will see him again quite soon. Remember to look for the man in black. some minutes as we drove back. But then Brian broke the unnatural quiet. I didn't know you felt that way about Carol. Oh, he was mistaken, Brian. You're not a very convincing liar, David. It's true, isn't it? Yes. I'm sorry. Forget it. All right. What do you think? About the story the old man told us? I hope he's crazy. What if he isn't? Then I... I don't know. I just don't know. When we get back to town, Dave, we'll pick up Carol and head for my place. Why? Strange, but something tells me that what the old man said was true. From the back of my mind, I also knew that what the old man had said was true. What bothered me was that we knew we were doomed to die, but not from which direction death would come, nor what form it would take. phoned Carol from a little roadhouse just outside the city. She was waiting for us when we pulled up in front of the apartment building in which she lived. And there it was only a short drive to Brian's place. And that's the story, Carol. I... I can't believe it. You know, sitting here in your house, Brian, with the lights on like this and everything so normal, I find it difficult to believe myself. Perhaps we were mistaken, Brian. Maybe nothing will happen. You really believe that, David? I'm trying to. Just a minute. What time was it when you were out there? Oh, it must have been about five. Why? Well, maybe it was my imagination, but just about that time, I heard someone laughing. The voice came from behind me. I turned around to look, and no one was there. It could have been the laugh we heard. But we were there. Not that she possibly have heard anything at the precise moment we did. The old man said it was his voice issuing forth from the coffin, the voice of the man in black. No. It's just thunder, Carol. It's been threatening to rain all day. Every time the old man said he heard the voice, did you notice how the wind would spring up? There was another sound, too. I don't know what it was. It was there. Never forget it. Well, what are we going to do? Well, I'm going to hire bodyguards, take protective measures against anyone getting near. Listen. The wind. And that sound we heard in the mausoleum. Where's it coming from? I don't know. <laughs> Carol, what's wrong? What's the matter? There's something at the window. Hey. Terrible twisted face. Oh, do it's gone. The window's broken. It was looking in at us, watching the three of us. And those eyes. Those terrible eyes. I'm afraid, Brian. Brian, you have to do something before it's too late. Yeah. 
Back now to our story, an original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne, entitled The Man in Black. A moment before, the three of us had been witness to an amazing and terrifying sight. For outside the window, we had seen a face. The stores had twisted. The fire burning in its eyes bespoke death. Brian. Brian, you have to do something before it's too late. Was that the same face you saw before, Carol? Yes, only now it was much clearer. What are we going to do, Brian? Maybe we should call the police. They probably wouldn't believe us. Now, you used a detective agency a few months ago. I'm going to call them. Telephone number should be here in my desk. I'll take it easy, Carol. But it's just that I, I'm so frightened. You'll be all right as soon as we can get some guards here. Francis, is that you? This is Brian Connolly. I want every available man you have to come out here tonight. You know my address. Yes, thank you. I'll be out here as soon as possible. Is Radcliffe coming? No. But we'll have eight men here in the house to give us protection. We'll stay here, the three of us. That way we'll have a better chance. Oh, if only you hadn't been so interested in what that woman had to say, Brian. But I was. And I'm sorry. That's over and done with, Carol. I'm as much to blame as he is. Well, I suppose we all are. There's nothing we can do except wait, Carol. But I'm sure the man in black won't call on us again. Not when we have help. Graham. Huh? Yes. What do you want? I'm just checking up on things, sir. Have all the men been posted? Yes. Rather dark out here in the hallway. You shouldn't be out here by yourself, sir. I'm just as safe here as I would be with the others. Probably. It's so dark, I can't see your face very well. It's just a face, sir. Nothing else. You seem very nervous. Do you believe the old man's story? I prefer not to, but it is rather frightening, isn't it? Yes. Well, I'll continue on my rounds. Good night, sir. Probably see you again before morning. The guard somehow disturbed me. There was something unusual about him. In the gloomy hallway, I couldn't see his face. Of course, in the shadows, it was difficult to tell what color his clothes were. down here? Yes. Where's Carol? She had a headache. Went upstairs for a nap. Well, she shouldn't be alone. There's a man stationed outside her door. So quiet in the house. One of the guards just passed me in the hallway asked me if I believed in the story the old man told us. The guards don't know anything about the story. Are you sure? Of course I am. The only thing they've been told is to watch for a man in black clothing. Why should the guard know anything about... Did you see his face? What was he wearing? Well, it was too dark out there in the hallway. Of course, he might have heard something about it. No, he couldn't have. I didn't even tell Radcliffe the story. Then how did he know it? Unless he was the man in black. There's something about him that seems so strange. I, I can't place it, but he frightened me. We better search the house. 
The wind again. He is here in the house. It was Carol's voice. Then that man wasn't a guard. Come on. Guard. Guard. Nobody answered. Carol, are you all right? Carol. Anything has happened to her? The door to her room. It's open. like the woman in the pub. It can't be. What happened to the guard outside her door? What happened to all of the guards in the house, Brian? I've seen a single one on our way up here. Did I ever start this? We'd better call the police. Is there a phone up here? No, no extensions up here. You phone. I'll stay here with Carol. It won't do you any good to stay up here, Brian. She's dead. you better come with me. I guess you're right. Oh, Brian, I'm sorry. I should have known that the man in the hall... Not your was... fault. I'm to blame. I started this. I can't understand what happened to the guard. Whoever he is, whatever he is, he has a power, David. Something evil and malignant. To send the guards away would be a simple matter for him. You can use the phone in the library. You look all done in, Brian. You'd better sit down in that chair over there. All right. I'll never forgive myself. I hope they can get here in time. I don't know what it'd be. Well, that's strange. I'm not getting any dial tone. Something's wrong with the phone. Oh. What's the matter, Brian? Nothing. I can't get to the police. The lines must be down. Yes, they must be. I thought I heard you moan when I was trying to get to the police. You were mistaken. It's rather dark in here, and with you sitting in that chair with your back to me, your voice sounds different. Does it? Yes. Hey, where you are. Something's wrong with you. What is it? Don't you know? No. Perhaps you should look at my face. You're not Brian. The man in the hallway, you're... The man in black. What... What happened to... Your friend. We've changed places for a while. You mean he's dead? That's correct. And you will be soon. Don't come any closer to me. Are you afraid? Why don't you run? I can't move. Now, you see him. The man in black, face to face. And now, you die. The wind. The mocking sound of the wind. Is his voice. The last link in the chain has been broken. Death will strike at those who search for the man in black. For he is dead. portrayed in these programs are fictional, and any similarity to actual events or persons living or dead is purely coincidental.